Y'all did it. You made it to the very last episode. This is a re follow. <laughs> okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Re 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 Yes, you finally made it. This is the very last one of the re-release of Stranger Things 2 episode, The Gate. You're done after this episode. Hopefully you'll stick around to listen to Stranger Things season three. Thanks. You sound like you have a gun pointed. It's like, oh, but it's so dark and empty. What do you mean? 11. Friends don't play. You're freaking her out. She's freaking me out. The upside down. Do you understand what he's talking about? No. I found a chocolate bunny! Oh, God, please tell me it's not the kid. I need you to hide! Mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Holy shit. Greetings, strange wanderer. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is streaming things you will be pleased to know the very best stranger things unofficial podcast uh this episode is chapter nine the gate goo gate the gate hashtag the, the jade gate hashtag gamergate hashtag gamergate we don't want to discuss that uh, let's get some uh, some of the business things out of the way that's a separate podcast but we can reference it here uh please subscribe First of all, do that. Smash that button. It's real simple. Mm -hmm. And now you're done with that. Okay. Take a moment to rate and review the podcast on whatever app you happen to be listening to this on. Uh, Most commonly, it's the Apple Podcast app on iTunes. You can go ahead and do that. I'll give you a moment. Oh, I love that. It's a good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, thank you. Perfect sentence. Oh, you're so kind. Wow. Five stars. Wow. What a generous soul. Indeed. We're that much better than the other podcasts. Even bald move. You don't say. Wow, those guys are really good guys, though. Well, we appreciate that. Now that you've done that, you can screenshot that and send it to streamingthingspod at gmail.com, which is the uh, most popular email server. So that's easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And you're entered to win just like that. $100 Amazon gift card if you've done this by November the 7th. As long as today, as you're listening to this, is not November the 8th, you have a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. That's how much we appreciate your minimal effort at showing your appreciation. November the 8th, 2017. That is correct. This this is up forever. If you're on like November 5th, 2024, and this is still up, and you're like, oh, fuck, I got time. What's Amazon? Is that still around? Oh, it's definitely still around. Amazon, you mean the president? The company will be running the country. That's true. Yeah, well. That's what that joke was. President Amazon. I just pictured Trump in the rainforest like, as an Amazon, yeah. no, I yeah, yeah. can lead us out of this out of this Amazon jungle. Tremendous bigly frogs here. Edge. Uh, this episode uh, is the ultimate episode. We're at the finale of season two, and it has been a long, strange trip, uh, a stranger thingy trip. I couldn't work Thing upon here. it. And we've what we typically do on this show is we watch each episode and then hop right on the mics. So we're probably watching the finale later than most of the world because we were unable to binge it. So we could make this show for you, dear listener. It took us time and it was worth every bit. We got to savor it like mm. a like a well-cooked steak that you just got to gnaw at for a while. You don't want to swallow it because then it's gone. You got to shit it out. Savor it. It's been hell. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Speaking of hell, chapter nine, 
The Gate, which Netflix describes thusly. Eleven makes plans to finish what she started, while the survivors turn up the heat on the monstrous force that's holding Will hostage. I see what they did there. Turn up the heat. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> she got it. You had to be there. <laughs> yeah, I was there. All right. So uh, the cold. I didn't, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, listeners. Normally, me, Chris, I'm pretty famous for taking very thorough notes for the recap section to the point where our show is almost always longer than the, the actual property we're reviewing. You know, every scene, scene by scene, transitions, everything. I got it. I'm there for you. But this time I was so enthralled by the season finale I took bare bones notes. So hang with us. Maybe Steve will back me up here. I know Andy doesn't take notes. Oh, so <laughs> we'll do the best. Calling you out. The best that we can. Call out. Uh, so we, we start off. It cuts right where the last episode ended. Uh, the reunion of Mike and Eleven. And as soon as the, the lights came on, the curtain opened, I was immediately, I think I, I had an audible like, oh, as, as they <laughs> hugged. Uh, I just wanted that. So badly. So badly. So badly. And I got it. I got it like Mr. Clark when he meets Steve. Oh, he gets it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that they immediately addressed um, Hopper and Mike's relationship. And that, you know, obviously there's an elephant in the room. Hopper, you've been hiding 11 for 353 days from me. I'm pissed. They had to address that right off the bat. And that's what they did. As soon as Mike becomes aware and it's this look on Hopper's face in the background. He's like, why didn't you tell me you were around 11? And then just Hopper, like, I wouldn't let her. And like that look on his face, like to me, it's just the Hopper grumpy face. But it kind of looked like if you didn't know him, say something about a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I love about Hopper. So he takes him in the other room. And it's so beautiful that he's saying essentially, hate me, but it's not 11's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, that was his whole purpose for taking him into the other room. That mm-hmm. girl's been through enough. And Mike's like, oh, I do. I hate you and not her for sure. Starts punching him in the stomach with his little Mike hands. And Hopper's like, what are you doing? I'll show you how someday. <laughs> yeah, that's not the Hopper fist for sure. That's a little bitchy ass Wheeler fist. But he brings him in for that hop hug. I know. One of those classic hop hugs. The goodwill hunting moment. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I'm sorry. Mike, it's not your fault. I'm Robin Williams. You're Matt Damon. And he's just, Mike's just crying. Like, I don't want to be Matt Damon. Tell me I had to see somebody about a girl. (laughs) (laughs) How did that moment work for you guys? Did you, were you uh, following that, the hop moment with Mike? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you were in for that? I, uh, I loved Hopper in that moment. You know, he, uh, he knew, I, I, I get the sense that he knew from the moment that he found Eleven that like he was, you know, making some enemies by keeping her to himself i mean not real enemies but you know what i mean like he's he knew very much that like it was a hard thing a lot of hard decisions yeah, he, he had to make he, he, he was uh biting the bullet and uh just you know taking all that uh anger and frustration on him and he stepped up in it you know he was uh he was the bigger man steven yeah like actually initially when the scene first started playing out i thought like mike was being a little too over the top like come on man fucking hopper don't yeah, get mad. and that's because we feel certain ways about yeah, Hopper. Yeah, exactly. And, but then when he started throwing punches and it became like, I'm so upset. Sure. I don't know how to process these feelings because I'm a child <laughs> and I can't handle emotion and I've got hormones and it sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then when Hop brings him in for the hug, I'm like, that's when it clicked. Like, okay, I get this now. I'm, I'm on board. Exactly. I had the same uh, thought process. I was like, Mike, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then when he started weeping, 
I was like, wow, how, how shitty would that be to have thought your friend dead, fearing the worst and thinking you're crazy for hoping that she's still alive. Come to find out she's been less than a mile away or whatever the whole time mm-hmm. uh, with one of your other closest friends, sort of uh, having known the whole time. Uh, awful. Awful feeling that he had to process really quickly because there's a lot of plot left. <laughs> so I get Only it. an hour to do it. Right. <laughs> uh, we cut back. I don't know if you guys noticed the old triple hug was back. Uh, I mean, Mike wasn't in it, but with uh, Lucas and Dustin Lucas yeah. taking the place of Mike, it's the same kind of little triple hug that mm-hmm. Eleven. She shows Mike most of the love, and then the rest of them get it all at once. Like, come on, come on in here, boss. <laughs> and she just puts her hand in Dustin's mouth, like you have teeth. Yeah, <laughs> I know. that's awesome. That was adorable. Teeth. Teeth. And then he tries the the purring noise at her, and it scares her. She kind of like <laughs> recoils. Like, that's Ooh. how I feel every time he does uh, it. Who's that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> What's are you are you sick? What's wrong? <laughs> she has never seen the Wizard of Oz. Uh, and poor Maxine, poor Get, Maxine, getting shit from all angles. She, that girl doesn't even know her as far as she knows. She doesn't know that she spied her with uh, Mike on the skateboard and she just brushes right by her like a mouth breather. Poor Max. That's all I have for my notes there. That's, that's a, that's a relationship. I hope we see more of down the line. I, I think we will for sure. I'm so excited for stranger things. Three, three year. It it's doesn't work. It's going to be three year, three year. <laughs> Uh, and we cut to, I'm just going to say this guys, I'm going to pause this real quick. Not literally keep it recording, but pause the analysis. I tend to be a pretty, you know, feminist man. Uh, I like to think that I'm educated and respectful uh, of the struggles. I am woke if you will, (laughs) but also I am a mere man and I have to tell you, I am extremely attracted to Karen. She's a pretty lady. Oh, the, the Mike's mom. Mike's mom. Oh, okay. Uh, she is what Sean William Scott would refer to as a MILF, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always been attracted to Karen, but when I saw her uh, reading the softcore porn in the bathtub, I was like, oh, oh boys, you're going to have to leave. Steve, Andy, get out of here. <laughs> Karen and I need some alone time. And I absolutely love this scene. Uh, Fucking Ted. I was going to say, does it ha- make Ted. you hate, hate Ted more? I than- can't stand Ted. He's He's got Karen up there reading trashy novels and, and he's just falling asleep at the couch like a loser. My theory is they've had sex twice in their marriage. No. no three no, times. Thrice. Once to consummate. No, you're right. There's three children. Four times. Once to consummate. <laughs> And then one for each child. And that is all she's been able to stomach. And it lights <laughs> off. <laughs> Just got some really bad imagery yeah, there. <laughs> no, Ted ain't about nothing. Like, he don't know nothing about that. I can just see him. She's guiding him in everything. He has no idea what's going on. Honey, we're going to do missionary and then I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm going to show you where the clitoris is tonight. Language, Karen. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I feel like he salutes her after every time he finishes. Because <laughs> he's a patriot. <laughs> Good on you, madam. <laughs> Karen, you're a damn saint for letting me do that. I'm going to bed. I salute you. <sighs> he couldn't even wake up long enough to answer the door so she can rub one out. It's fucking bullshit. I can't stand Ted. Uh, he's the real villain of this series, I feel like. And <laughs> by the time we get to the end of this show's run, Ted will have his comeuppance. Where's Holly? I don't know who's where's, watching Holly. Where's the baby she's Holly? She's what? Maybe four tops. She's going to have to have a, you know. She's like, she's younger Maybe than she's four. in bed. Maybe she's in bed. They put her to bed around nine That's in the true. 80s. You That's know, true. Ted's all passed out. Uh, so Billy shows up. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. A scene I was not <laughs> expecting. Where no. she, she is so obviously turned on by this 
minor high schooler. Well, he's yeah. maybe 18. Didn't he, he, he looked like the dude that was on the cover of her novel. Oh yeah, like, for like, sure. Long blow, uh, flowing blonde locks and like abs of steel that are showing oh, yeah. in a shirt. She gets out of the tub all wet, if you will, and opens the door <laughs> to Billy, who we all know can get it this as well. Yeah. And he just lays on the charm and she is loving it. I didn't know Nancy had a sister. I'm not ex- I know. It was such a good line. I was so jealous in that moment. I know he had writers helping him, but I was like, wow, that's a quick right off the top of the head. Cause you know, he knew it was the mom. Uh, I think he it knew. Is, I think it is. It's, it's pretty, it's a funny scene, but it's also a little uncomfortable. Cause again, No, I'm woke. We're past all those societal taboos. I loved every bit of it. I loved that. I was actually so I was like, please fuck him and leave Ted. (laughs) You know, right in front of Ted. You've convinced me. (laughs) I hope Ted awakes to you getting Billy blasted in the living room. What's going on? (laughs) Why are you on top of me? (laughs) Cuckold Ted. Hashtag cuckold Ted. That's the new one we're starting. Wow, this episode has derailed quickly. <laughs> I apologize. I mean, look at Billy's abs. It's easy to derail. So he's uh, under fear <laughs> of his father trying to hunt down Maxine. And then we cut to uh, a plan that's made to shock out the virus from Will. Because they've they formulated this plan that, that Hopper is going to take Eleven to Hawkins' lab. Steve's going to babysit the kids. Uh, but what are they going to do with Will? They've decided that if they close the gate and kill the monster, that it's going to harm Will if they sever that connection. I didn't really agree with that logic because I felt like if I were in that sitch, it would be my logic that it would sever the connection to Will, not kill him. Because they don't technically kill the shadow monster. They just close the gate. Right. They just needed it. To get. Dude, sure. my logic was sitting there like... Uh, if you kill Will, does everything go away? Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems a lot easier. <laughs> Get a uh, pillow. I got an idea. <laughs> no, just a little extra in that syringe is all it would take. Roll, no pain. That's no true. pain. No pain. No pain. Just kill Still Will. Still got Jonathan. <laughs> Still got Jonathan. Bob's dead now, so Nancy's looking at Will, or Joyce is looking at Will like, it should have been you. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> wow, that's deep now. She loves her baby Will. So they decide... In a stroke of genius that I should have realized by now, but didn't. Uh, we've been making the monster comfortable this entire season. It likes it cold. He likes it cold. And I've made it cold. I should probably make it hot. Like Karen. And Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, Billy. Uh, so, yeah, they take him to Hopper's cabin uh, with a bunch of space heaters and a fireplace to enact that plan. I feel um, like they didn't think that one through. Log cabin. Let's oh, I was set a... And Big ass fire and a bunch of space heaters. Those and- 80s space heaters with no safety precautions <laughs> oh, built yeah. in whatsoever. Holy Tip shit. one over, it's up in flames. Worst case scenario, they die. And they set him really close <laughs> to Will. Those could really hurt him. Yeah. He touches one of those old space heaters back then. They got so hot. <laughs> anyway, just bad parenting. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and then we get an almost kiss from Eleven and Mike. And then Hopper playing the dad in the background. Eleven, let's go. Mike, you stay away from my daughter. He didn't say that, but I saw it in his eyes. Yeah, I was glad he did, though. So I'm like, this isn't the moment. This yeah, isn't the this moment. This isn't the moment. time. There's no, still too much peril. There's too much peril. But they couldn't. Have, they might not have seen each other ever again. So I mean, That's he was true. a little dick for that. But but I'm thinking more of like thematically for a show. Sure, like, for no, sure. No, I'm not ready. There's still 40 minutes left. Yeah, <laughs> build it up. <laughs> uh, and then we get a shot of uh, Nancy and Steve again, um, where Steve's just taking the high road. Like, hey, you should go with Jonathan. What? 
no, I shouldn't go with him. Yeah. I mean, you guys bone now, so I should probably go with him. Make this list. I mean, it's all cool. It's no big deal. He's and acting like he don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I think he's okay. just a very mature man that we've seen grow. Turns out I'm a shitty boyfriend, so he's admitting his own fault, not calling her a whore or anything immature. Uh, but I'm a pretty good babysitter, which is, you know, not true. From Steve, but that's all right. <laughs> pretty awful babysitter. Uh, no, he's good with the kids. I, I think he's a pretty badass yeah. babysitter. He I wish Steve him to babysat a me. Junkyard. With a bunch of raw meat, drew in a bunch of wild fucking animals. You know, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's true. I feel like it's my calling. But hey, I told fun. Dustin my secret about my hair. I'm yeah, a pretty cool which dude. didn't work. They all thought he was an ugly rooster at the snowball, but <laughs> no. it's whatever. I, I thought he looked cool. Awesome. I thought he looked cool. I'm not the girls. I'm just saying. I read their eyes. Girls that age are stupid. Right. So, um, and then we get a scene with Hopper and Eleven in the truck where he's like, so where you been? <laughs> And she's like, to see mama. And that look on his face of like oh, everything flooding in about the mm-hmm. lies that he's told and what she must know. And he's just, you could see his heart catch like, oh. How's oh, that? How's she, <laughs> how's she doing? <laughs> how's she been? Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's that? Did your Aunt Becky dress you up like that? And then he's never told her about Sarah, which I was surprised to find. Yeah. I think he was surprised to realize yeah, that too. that he's was awesome. Like, he's, I, you don't know about Sarah. That's my yeah. daughter. That's my girl. And then uh, I was a little surprised and disappointed that he used a euphemism for her death. Hmm. Uh, she left, but then Eleven's getting savvy. Gone. Which we know she knows means dead. I feel yeah. like he needs to correct her with that, though. Because, <laughs> you know, she's going to come home one day. Mike was there when she left, and he had to go to school. Where'd Mike? Oh, he's gone. What? No. <laughs> How? <laughs> he was gone five minutes. <laughs> he was too young. <laughs> No, he just what? He went to school. He, he just left, like Sarah. <laughs> like You're really, a black hole. <laughs> you really need to fix that. Yeah, he wallows into some uh, self pity for a moment. Old Hop he calls himself a black hole, which I don't think's fair. He has yeah. one dead daughter. <laughs> oh fuck! And, I mean, just mathematically, and just super. <laughs> The supernatural things. You get one dead daughter and you feel like you can just bitch and moan about your life. Well, I mean, there's no cause for like, I'm a black hole that sucks everything in. Yeah. No, like, I, it sucked in your daughter. Because she died of cancer. It's not like he was. Right. He killed her. Everything else going on has nothing to do with him. The supernatural things in the town. Bob's death. I mean, he probably could have done more for Bob. He could have fired that gun a little sooner. But we all know what happened there. <laughs> this is my chance. Oh, no, I missed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just, you know, but he gets climbs right back out of it. And, uh. He's like, I don't hate it, you know, talking to Eleven about her new outfit. And she's like, you look pretty cool, I think. She goes, bitching. And then the look on (laughs) Hopper's face when he's like, just kind of proud of her and kind of making fun of her in his own mind. Like, yeah, sure. I I love that look on his his expression on his face. It's like, okay. (laughs) All right. Bitching. Yeah. I fucking love David Harbour. Um, So then we cut to dad, Steve. And there's a lot of great memes on the Internet out about this moment where they're all trying to help. And Mike comes up with it. Mike's the leader again now. Now that he's got his girl back, he's like, all right, guys, I'm back. I got a plan. That'd be funny if they were like, fuck you, dude. I'm, I'm sick of your shit. You're I'm out. done being a miserable fuck. Lucas is in charge now. Uh, and Mike decides that, hey, we can help. And Steve's basketball metaphors don't seem to be helping at all. And I love that because I, love that. I was a nerd. And I'd be like, sport ball, what? I don't... <laughs> 
He's this like, isn't a stupid sports game. We got to get in the game. And I love that because like Dustin brings up D&D as an analogy and everybody's like makes perfect sense. <laughs> but he brings up sports as a metaphor, which is actually way more apropos for like teamwork and right. reality. And they're like, I don't get it. Not flying here. <laughs> Uh, and then Steve's loath to admit that they actually are on the bench, but he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, we're on the bench. I promised Nancy that I would protect you guys. We're not going to do anything. And they're like, no, we can help. We can distract all of the super deadly monsters from 11 so that she can get in there. Uh, and Steve's not having it. He goes, I, I think the funny part at one point is he's like, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> which is really a dad jokey thing, you know? You know. Uh, yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're going to sit right here. I know the buyers don't have much of a TV or any good channels, but we're just going to hang out. Uh, and then Billy shows up hunting down Max uh, in his little, what's it called? What kind of car was that that I figured out? A Dodge Dart. Do- no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Whatever. It's a big, scary car. Uh, and we get the fight scene of the century. I felt like King Steve versus sexy Billy. <laughs> And Billy's got this whole like Brad Pitt from Fight Club thing yeah. going on, where the the harder you he beat his ass, the, the more he loves it. Yeah, you don't know where I've been, Steve. <laughs> and, I love that quick little bit when they when Steve intercepts him outside of the house and is like, "I don't know what you're talking about, man. Never heard about your sister." And he's like, "Oh, really? Then who's that?" <laughs> I know. I was so pissed at Max for that though. And they're all they're all obviously in the window. Like, oh shit! They see us. <laughs> Like Steve just got his ass beat because they couldn't keep their fucking heads out of the window. But did you notice that Billy did the exact same thing to Lucas that his dad did to him last episode uh-huh. where he like just shoves him against a bookcase by the collar and yeah. just starts threatening him. But unlike Billy, Lucas fought back. Yeah. Lucas Kicked like, him in the nuts. Yeah, he did. Take mm, that. You're, you're dead. Was his name Henderson? Lawrence? Sinclair. Sinclair. <laughs> Samsonite. That's way off. I never learned their last names. I know Wheeler. Uh, yeah, that was, I think, totally intentional. He's just turning into fucking Neil, man. Billy needs to chill out. I thought we would have a little bit of a Billy arc in this show. And I yeah. guess we got a baby one with his acknowledgement of fear towards Max at the snowball. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll get much more from Billy's growth in season three. Hopefully in Karen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you shipping those two now? I love that fight, though. Billy fights dirty, hits him with a plate. And... He was really wailing on Steve. Steve Steve would have lost some teeth, had some broken face bones, like just all the rage of Neil. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't know much geometry to begin with. Um, Yeah. I don't know. You guys have any thoughts on that whole exchange? Other, I mean, obviously Max balls up, sticks him with the fucking sleepy shit. Yeah. And then almost hits his dick with the bat. Makes a good impression on uh, Billy. I think this is a great scene because it was a culmination of, you know, that antagonism between Steve and Billy. We finally got to see that confrontation come to a head. But not only that, but we got to see Max finally uh, get her. Um, she finally stands up to Billy. Yeah, she stands up to him and finally puts him in his place and almost nail bats his dick off. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Classic move. I just wanted to be like, oh, fuck. I so meant to just miss and scare you. Oh, my God. We need to go to the hospital. <laughs> Seven nails in his junk. Karen somewhere wails like Will does when they set the things on fire. (laughs) I hated so much seeing Steve get his ass beat again because just nothing good is happening for him this season. You know, it's awful. He's the Um, best he's ever been. And he's that's true. He's been cuckolded. 
and beat the shit. <laughs> and he's the best Steve we've ever seen all the while. It's mm-hmm. the worst. But hey, you know what? You you rise above adversity in this world. It's growth through discomfort. That's what we're witnessing with Steve. Like a phoenix from the ashes. Like a phoenix. But it was so worth him getting his ass beat for when he wakes up just because the comedy of that sequence was so fucking perfect. <laughs> the writing, can I just say, the writing blew my fucking mind how brilliant it was, just how the, everything serviced the plot. Because Steve couldn't be a good person by just saying, yeah, we should go, all of me and the children should lure the monsters away. Right. He couldn't do that and still be a good person. And so we get this Billy showing up factor to incapacitate Steve, which also allows for a, a small character arc for both Lucas and Max. And then Max joins the party by being the Zoomer, by stealing the car. Mm-hmm. And that allows the kids to lure the monsters away without Steve's blessing. Mm-hmm. And when he finally decides to protect them, when Dustin says, essentially convinces him, like, you want to fucking protect us? Here's your bat. We're going in. You should probably follow, <laughs> which made perfect sense. And now we get the scene that the plot needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just, and there's shit like that. I was taking, I couldn't write it down. I was trying to take memory notes. Now memories. <laughs> I mean, the whole episode was like this, this labyrinthine perfection confection. Nice. That was good use of words. You like that ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, the writers, props to you writers. I love you so much. Uh, I cut to the exorcism of will uh, with space heaters and a fire instead of Jesus. Uh, yeah. The, Joyce goes ham. She decides her mama bear instincts are going to be to hurt her child in order to help him this time, which has got to be painful for her. And I mm-hmm. saw that all over her face. Mm-hmm. And we needed uh, Jonathan bitching out in the background, I think, to really highlight how, yeah, emphasize the stakes. how messed yeah. up that is kind of yes. in a way. Um, and also weird it, to see Nancy so sidelined, though, because uh, she was such the badass of season one and she barely acts during this scenario which i guess she was a little paralyzed because it's not her family yeah mm-hmm. she didn't really serve a purpose there should they just kind of there put for her somewhere she jams a fucking hot iron rod into will's body which yeah, i just thought was extreme up. yeah dude you couldn't like, just move the arm off the throat <laughs> <laughs> you had to like puncture a lung with a flaming hot rod like i would have loved jonathan to be like nancy what the what fuck, the fuck? <laughs> get out of here <laughs> that's gotta be awkward every time they come over hi will how how's the you know oh my my uh, third degree burn on my side of my stomach <laughs> my kidney yeah it's, it's still gone it's well done yeah. <laughs> well you were choking your mom so got you a little bitch <laughs> and she pushes him I love the uh, the CG of the the dark veins uh, the monster fleeing mm. the body I didn't like the actual monster that looked um, like what, an obscurial like an obscurial from Harry Potter. And also, it went to, like, space. <laughs> space. <laughs> Where the fuck is it going? Space, man. It just went to space. <laughs> it's being sucked in by Hopper's black hole. Maybe season three, we'll see that it, like, went up in the air, and then it came back down and got and sucked up by someone else. And how did it get mm. in there? Because that was in Will's mind. So he was physically... He's, he's caught between two worlds. But there was a physical manifestation inside his body. How did it get there? Because Will exists in both planes at the same time. That's weird. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's queer. Okay, so now that the... Okay, riddle me this, guys. 
now that the Thessal Hydra has fled his body or the ghost of the Thessal Hydra, whatever it is, is Will okay now? He's just plain old Will? Because he was not okay prior right. to the Thessal Hydra entering it. No, I think he'll still have his... I think he'll, he'll still, still be, be a dropping demo walker. babies? I don't know about dropping demo babies, but I, I think that was a one-off. But so that is... All the gestation's over. All the Demogorgon <laughs> semen has fled him, and he's cool now. So. But he's still a shadow walker, you surmise. He was puking it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's not a swallower. Um, but I, I, I think that he... <laughs> I think that he still is going to have the shadow walker PTSD shit that he was experiencing up to this point. Because like you said, like he was already fucked up before the Thessal Hydra fucked him up. And that's not going to go away. Like, if this is like a PTSD thing, like has been alluded to in the first few episodes of the season, like that shit only just got worse. I I disagree. I think he'll be kind of cured, but it makes no sense. I think it's a little bit of a loophole. Because they can't revisit that of him doing shadow walking all of season three. Sorry, I'm playing out logically. He should still be fucked up plot wise. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm saying. What is wrong with my boy again? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Will's is not worth it. Yeah, Hopper's just not worth it anymore. Joyce is the black hole, not Hopper, by the way. (laughs) Um. So then the gang races to burn is my next note. Uh, Max steals the muscle car thing and puts a little block on the gas pedal and they all drive. Steve wakes up. Andy alluded to it. And the comedy of if you've, you ever driven with somebody who's not a very good driver, you know, that fear mm-hmm. that uns- and I've never driven with a 13 year old while I'm unconscious in the back. But he wakes up to just pure hell. I love the moment he looks over at Mike and goes, Nancy? Nancy? And Mike just like, huh? I mean, it's super funny. What's up, baby? Uh, hey, buddy, it's okay. You got your ass kicked, but you put up a good fight. Dustin's a, it's not, he's not wrong. No. Hey, buddy, you tried. I mean, kicked your ass, but uh, I love Dustin. He's always uh, stating the obvious, and he's not afraid to tell the truth. He's a straight shooter. And Maxine is just a zoom-in in that car. Yeah, Doing a pretty she is. good job. She's driven before in the parking lot. It counts. Steve's just like, no, no, (laughs) stop. Uh, But she's a better driver than him, most like. She is the Zoomer. How was the hole not sealed yet when they get there with the one that Hop dug up and then it sealed right over him as he entered? I don't know. That's something that I've been struggling with. And then Joyce reopened it. But the hole was just fine for the boys when they got there. They didn't have to reopen it or anything. Yeah, I feel like that hole should have sealed up a long time ago. Because oh, yeah. it, it sealed up really quickly at yes. the end of, what was that, episode? Whatever. Whatever. But then Joyce broke in, and I thought it was going to seal in behind them then, mm-hmm. and it didn't. And then it's still open now, and it's still open when they're leaving. The Thessal Hydra had other concerns. Which, by the way, dear audience, if you're curious as to why we're calling it the Thessal Hydra, A, you clearly haven't listened to chapter 8, uh... It's called the Mind Flayer, and we fucking patently refuse to do that. Hashtag Team Thessal Hydra, which is the monster <laughs> at the end of season one, and it's what it should have been named. So we're sticking to that. Um, Hop finds Doc Owens, bizarrely mildly wounded. How do you imagine that exchange went? <laughs> just hanging out in the hallway. He just like got that. one on his leg, and he shot it, and he threw himself down the stairs and locked it. I mean, I'm trying to picture how that could happen <laughs> where they don't just rip him limb from limb. I think it'd be funny if he just... In all honesty, he just fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't any clear and present danger. He's like, oh, I'm going to go down. Oh, go, 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 go. What is this nail doing here? I told them this was dangerous. 
oh, I hope Hop comes. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> so is he supposed to have been attacked by one? And yeah. That, yes. I think is, was there a dead one by him? No. no. <laughs> hmm. uh, we had that kind of heroic thing where he's like, you guys go ahead. I'm, I'm going to stay here and watch the things. I, I assumed we'd I, see him again, but I thought he would for sure die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was very heroic when he did that. So then Hop uses that moment to kind of torture him into a handshake agreement of freeing Eleven from any future uh, government interference with her life. Uh, And he just tightens the belt. You know, it's tourniquet. He's helping the man, Mm -hmm. but he's also saying, fuck her. Uh, Just great writing and editing. I like the way that went down a lot. I I would like to know how much about Eleven that Doc Owens knows. We can just assume everything, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I just love the all that he has on his face when he recognized her immediately. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to know what his perception of her is yeah. in that moment. He's, he's a very nice version of Dr. Brenner. Um, I take offense to that. I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the gang jumps in the hole. Steve takes him with him or goes with him. Um, and I wrote such good writing here. Uh, that's what we alluded to that earlier. Um, Hopper tries to be cool. And he, you know, go first and Eleven kind of steps in front of him anyway. Yeah. And then he succeeds further on out. But the whole time you're like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like you <laughs> couldn't kill the one killing Bob. Now there's like a hundred. Like let Eleven go first. I understand she needs to save her strength, but the, he's still trying to protect her because he doesn't want to lose second Sarah and be mm-hmm. the real black hole. But there's not much he can do. Did you notice he kept saying, wait here and then moving forward and stopping? And then eventually Eleven just sort of sidled up next to him. Like that happened yes. like at least twice. Yeah. Maybe three times. Well, she doesn't mind, you know, not no. stupid. She's <laughs> <laughs> But in this instance, she's like, seriously, I think I'm more suited for this battle. <laughs> I think you need me, Hop. You're, you're useless. I love you. Um, and the gate is huge, monstrous. I mean, like a skyscraper gate now. I didn't expect that. I think we've seen it before, but I didn't realize like that was the aperture, I guess. I thought it was just like glowy stuff. How did you feel about when Lucas, I'm sorry, Dustin actually had some kind of recognition that he garnered from Dart and allowed them to pass that he was some kind of like sentient creature, almost more like an animal that remembered him and let them go. Makes it less of a hive mind thing, like they've been referring to the Thessal Hydra right. throughout this whole mm-hmm. thing. Because, like, if it is a hive mind, it's the one being that its consciousness is projected in uh-huh. all of the Demogorgons. Right. So just the one being like, oh, hey, I know him, wouldn't happen. But... I didn't realize they set that up saying the yellow butt thing in the last episode either. When I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I would have loved it. Like, if Dustin was one-armed now... <laughs> I would have loved it. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, hey, dumb bitch. Hive mind. Nougat, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. And it was just one. Steve could have taken it. Are they implying that, so Will is part of the hive mind, but he still is able to show some sort of willness? Yeah, due to his love and memories, he was able to Morse code. So is there also like a part of like these Demogorgon creatures that have some sort of place amongst themselves, but they you know, don't really have a personality because they're a part of the hive mind and because they're simpler, simpler creatures, they don't really express like that. But except for Dart, who found a love for nougat. So did you like the nougat? No, actually I don't. Um, (laughs) actually there were two scenes. There were two Dustin scenes in the tunnels that I thought I could have 
Dustin not falling. done without Dustin falling and getting sprayed with the uh, the dander, oh. and then that scene with Dart. I felt like, well, that's clearly a uh, a DVD extras. If this was to be released from DVD, like those would be scenes that would be on DVD extras, <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't like any of those either. Uh, I didn't mind the spray in the face where he freaks out and then he's <laughs> fine. I kind of like that one, but I didn't think there was any purpose to him falling and getting caught. Yeah, and. There was definitely, I hated the nougat scene. Uh, the little goodbye to Dart. We didn't, mm. it's a fucking demogorgon. It is a horrible right. other interdimensional being that is nothing but chaos. Mm-hmm. And I felt it slowed down the pacing too, because they're like, we gotta get out of here, get here. Yes. Oh, now it's Dart. Oh, well, what do we do? Let's walk around it really slow. Oh, now we're running away again. <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like you could have taken that out and it would have carried the emotion a lot better. I love the scene where uh, the, the tide of demodogs, though. Uh, where they come at Steve and Dustin and then mm, there's yeah. almost like a noise where it looks like they were both eaten, which I didn't fall for for a second, but I didn't know what had happened. Yeah. Uh, and then they're just, I think it's, isn't it like an Indiana Jones ego or something? That is something that would happen in Indiana Jones. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, damn it. I should have used that. But I don't know. I like that one because yeah. they're just in such a hurry because the gate's closing that the hive mind is like, shit, come here. <laughs> um, so that was a cool little way for them to survive that. Also, I really dug the elevator fight, I think. I was going to say I was underwhelmed, and then I decided split second. I liked it a lot with Hopper picking them off the walls while she's doing her thing. I was very... Uh, did you hear me exclaim at one point, oh, fuck, while we were watching oh, that scene? Yeah. I thought for a second that Steve was right, and I suddenly envisioned her not being strong enough to close it, and then thinking of all the love moments in her history. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> they're going to do that. Oh. But they stuck to the anger guns. And they're still going to do it. Did the obvious season one. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Where she's even stronger. That's how she beats Brenner in season three is she uses her love. I don't because know. Because he is the hive mind. <gasps> Overall thoughts. Uh, what did you guys think of the finale? I loved it. I mean, it was Finally, I got to see the gang back together for about 10 seconds. I thought you were going to say the gangbang for a weird second. I was like, <laughs> what did I miss? No, nah, I, 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 I missed that This isn't Stephen part. King novel, is it? Yeah. Are um, you skipping the whole, like, epilogue? I feel like the, uh... Billy I just stopped and taking and notes, I just Wheeler. realized. <laughs> I'll um, be in your overall thoughts, Steve. Um, I, the Billy and Miss Wheeler is the closest we got to the gangbang. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to see the gang back together. And then, yeah, the, the epilogue, we finally got to see the snowball. Yeah, that was a wonderful touch. I felt like that, that caught me way off guard when he was like, just one night. And I was like, okay, so well, I'll do this now. I'm remembering some notes. Thank you. Hopper goes back to the bar, which I don't know if you recognize that bar. It was the same bar that he muscled that dude in season one. The, like, the fake steak trooper. Yes. Guy. And he was like pretending to be anyway, whatever the spelling bee thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he finds Dr. Owens there, you know, or he's there to meet him and he offers him some sandwich and says he's on a diet and then he later stress eats it. <laughs> uh, so now Jane has a birth certificate, 11 and her name is Jane Hopper, which is adorable. No. And she's a real person on the government's radar. And uh, Hopper says I, he needs to. Uh, well, Owens tells him I need you to keep her hidden for a year, which she's already been hidden for a year. And Hopper's like, I need one night. And he's like, one night. What could be happening? Originally, I thought Halloween. She really wanted to do that. And I was like, that's not for like 10 months. Halloween. Trick or treat. <laughs> so two nights would have been better. And then it's the snowball. That's awesome. Great callback to season one. Yeah. Wonderful beautiful fan service worked in they are as deft at working in the fan service most of the time as they are uh 
working in the 80s cultural references, I yes. feel like. So, sorry. What else did I miss, Steve? Let's, let's touch well, on some things. Well, before we get into the snowball, I, I do want to say the final, uh, the elevator fight. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. It was really cool looking. Yes. The visuals of, yes. you know, the big red gate. And you can kind of see the silhouette of the, that's a Hydra kind of peeking in. Um, I do have to say, I kind of found Eleven's like super powering up moment to be really anticlimactic because mm-hmm. there was not a lot of music swell to it, or at least it was quiet and it wasn't as big and mm-hmm. loud as I felt it should be. It was very trebly, the soundtrack there, which I thought was interesting. Like they pulled all the bass out and had it be the synth thing, which I thought was weird. I didn't like that they cut to Callie saying, you can do it, you know, or yeah. whatever the fuck she says. <laughs> I was like, that was unnecessary. I get it. Um, if it had just cut to like her bad memories, we'd been like, oh yeah, Callie told her to do that. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's the whole purpose that the last episode served was just. Well, no, I think Callie's going to play a huge power. part in season yeah, three. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and Chris, you uh, were vindicated in your question as to whether or not Eleven would someday fly. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she flew. Did. She flew. She, well, she floated, but what? it's going to happen. She's gonna, it's going to be like the end of the Matrix the next time. She's going to be like, we're out there. And hang up the, <laughs> the payphone because they got payphones in the That's 80s. That's right. Yeah. And then she's just going to go zoom it up. Payphones are back. Hell <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Steve? Um, I, need, I need you to take over because I stopped taking notes at that point and just assumed it was the end of the episode. Just enthralled. Oh, well, well, they obviously they, they save Will. They close the gate. Everything's good and happy. The the kids survive the tunnel. Um, and then we get like a big smash cut to a month later where they're locking up Hawkins Lab, these military types. And as they're driving away. Fucking Murray. <laughs> I do like that shot of Murray just camped out with a lawn chair <laughs> and he's waving at him all happy. And the military guys are flipping him off. And they drive way, way too brazen. I felt like they could have been a sniper 200 yards away. <laughs> Nobody would have cared anything about Murray. Bauman. And then we get a throwback to the pilot with the uh, Polaroid shots of the kids getting ready. Oh, for the dance? Which I loved. And Lucas, like, trying to figure out how to ask Max to dance and his sister being like, oh, I love this song, but not as much as I love you. Lukey. Stay out of my room. She's Uh, funny. Mike apparently does not know how hot his mom is. He's really mean to her, which is fine. (laughs) Well, that's probably a good good thing. That's a good thing. For sure. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) Uh, Did you notice when they go to the buyer's home and uh, Will's dancing with Joyce and Jonathan's filming the affair? It's Bob's camera. It's Bob's camera, but also they pan from a drawing that supposedly uh, uh, like uh, Will did, and it's uh, it's it's Bob Newby in a cape, and it says yeah. Bob Newby superhero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was like Superman. No, it's Bob Newby because he's oh, wearing like a a B Superman chest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Sweet. awesome. Mm-hmm. Poor Bob. I know. Justice he, for Bob. And then uh, we go to Dustin getting ready for his uh, for his snowball, and um, we find out that they have a new cat, and its name is Twos. Yeah. <laughs> you guys loved that. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, our cat our cat Muse is dead what are we naming this other cat let's name it Toos <laughs> you think that was a Claudia thing oh I, I, uh, 100%. yeah 100% 100% so they got her a new cat so there's some closure there and behind the cat food he stashed his uh, fair faucet hairspray mm-hmm. I assume he washed and conditioned his hair with Fabergé <laughs> and he's like I'm gonna do this he's a very good styler I think he's got a career ahead of him because that yeah. was a drastically different look his hair looked on point. I really enjoyed it. And, and then Steve s- even picks him up for the dance. Yeah, Steve what picks him up, dad. takes him there, and he's still giving advice, like, act like you don't care. You look like a million bucks. 
And you know, on a real note, I never considered before, Dustin has no father. This is true. Steve is Dustin's father. Confirmed. <laughs> hey, Claudia. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, yeah, so he gets in there. Did you like the exchange when he uh, first walks in? We could see Mr. Clark one last time. I didn't. I missed that a little bit. He, it's Mr. Clark. He's is just, just a doing, quick thing, right? He yeah, it's just a real. He, okay. he, he tells him he's looking good, and then Dustin goes, "Thank you, my lord." I was confused why Nancy was seen through the window by uh, Steve at first, but she's just there volunteering with Jonathan, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. She's serving punch or pure fuel, as she yeah, tells this was, one kid. That was a weird throwback <laughs> to, I guess, what they knew would be one of the memorable, funny moments of the season. Right? Like you know this. They shot this way before the show came out, and they're mm-hmm. just like, "Dude, the pure fuel, fuel thing is hilarious. That's going to be a meme." Let's throw it back. Pure f- so is she serving alcoholic drinks to these kids? It would be greater so. if she'd have been like, the game was like, what's in here? And she'd have been like, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> it's just bullshit. This whole thing's bullshit. But yeah, Steve sees her and he's so sad and yeah. he drives away. Well, you know, he's still, he's still hurting. It's only yeah. been a month, but I think Steve will be all right. There's just plenty of bitches in the sea, as Billy used to say. <laughs> I think he's going to be with Billy. He's going to get with Billy? Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Who I'm wouldn't? Sure, Am I'm, I right, boys? I'm sure all the Tumblr girls are going to go excited for that thing. Yeah, they? Tumblr girls. <laughs> uh, and then, so they all keep breaking off into yeah, dance groups. the boys start pairing off. Will's yeah. the... He's, somebody has a crush on him and still calls him Zombie yeah. Boy. I like to think that Is was that, Jennifer Hayes. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope that's I Jennifer hope Hayes. so. For sure. I it really took her a year to work up the courage to finally ask <laughs> Will to dance. And then uh, Lucas and Max, of course. And Max even lays a big old kiss on him. Yeah. I like how she takes charge in that yes. for sure. She's mm-hmm. definitely wears the pants in that relationship. And then Dustin, to his effort, uh, to his credit, valiantly approaches multiple women for a oh dance. Oh my God, that was so hard to watch. I never, dude. I know it was so my childhood, <laughs> except I never had the balls to do any of that because I knew right. that's what would happen. <laughs> oh my God. He, the first girl he walks up to, he does it with such confidence and gusto. He's like, shall we? Right. And I'm just sitting there like, down. yes, we shall, Dustin. Yes. No. I'll dance with you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. He gets uh, turned down sec- multiple times. The second group of girls like don't even wait for him to get oh, to like, oh like, shit he's coming fuck 10 o'clock go 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 abort <laughs> and then nancy thank god witnesses this from afar catches him crying on the bleachers and oh, uh so sad. says come dance with me and you can even see the other girls that had turned him down looking like oh shit is that nancy wheeler which, the nancy wheeler yeah she's like a thing which i can imagine her being a thing dancing with dustin maybe i fucked up <laughs> and she gives him a you know girls this age are stupid in a couple of years you're gonna be tearing it up you're going to have... I love the... Uh, here, put your hands here. My, all right, closer. All right, close. You, you can get closer. Yeah, that's how it would be. Just nervous. <laughs> I love the small call, call back to the first episode of the entire series where Dustin clearly has some sort of affinity mm-hmm. towards Nancy. Oh, or the pizza. He tries yeah. to give her pizza and then he later says like, there's something wrong with your sister. She used to be cool. Remember when she used to dress up as an elf for our campaigns? Yeah. And uh, Nancy says that Dustin's her favorite out of all of Mike's friends. And that Which was really cute. I didn't think it was really true. Maybe no. it was, but you know, I thought she was just being cool. But yeah, he, I totally had forgot, I totally had forgotten the pizza thing. So that affected him a lot more than I was even realizing. It's like, Nancy Wheeler, this is even better than I thought. And then Eleven shows up. Well, before Eleven shows oh, up, wait, why right. is Eleven even there? Because Hop brought her. And while Hop's there, he runs into Joyce. He does the thing that Steve hates. No, 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 no. See, this is appropriate because he's not completely. They're not he's consoling her. They're right. not like, "Hey, Joyce, make out sesh." Yeah, uh, he's consoling her. He's being a friend, and he's not pushing it. Gives and, her a little cigarette. No big deal. And it's a sweet moment because he asks her how she's holding up, and she's like, "I'm not." And he just 
gives her a big old hop hug. <laughs> the new word for bear hug. <laughs> a hop hug. And then Eleven shows up. And Eleven shows up. Every move you make. I'll be watching you. I love that. Is that Sting? Did Sting just walk in here? That song has been used for that very purpose before, I guarantee. It's an Easter egg. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. thousand percent. A thousand percent. It's like a hundred times nine. Close. <laughs> uh, what'd you think of Eleven's dress, boys? Uh, it was cute. It was cute. I she's, think it was great. She's adorable. Great 80s dress. It reminded me of uh, Drop Dead Fred for some reason. That got like the puffy shoulders and stuff. The girl in Drop Dead Fred. Do you guys remember that movie? No, I don't. I really? I the movie. I don't remember the I got dress. really upset there. <laughs> really? <laughs> Google it. It's really cool. Uh, anything else to say on the recap? Overall thoughts in particular moments before we move on? I love during the uh, when they're when they're dancing and they keep cutting to all the the, the different couples dancing um, and then we see Lucas and Max kiss for the first time and then uh, Eleven and Mike kiss. Yeah, I love how they did adorable children first kisses where they're just yeah. like in there and out and then they smile at each other. Yeah, and, and I actually kind of saw that they did the uh, actors move that adults don't really do at least not not no film I've ever been in. We always just really kiss, but where you kiss like to the bottom corner of the mouth and don't even really get lips it just looks like you do from that angle hmm. i just kind of caught that they weren't really touching lips ah well i like that it was not a i thought 11s and mics was done. a little too timid but i get what you're saying it's very tasteful because they are children mm-hmm. um i actually saw something on the internet that might have created a bias in me that was like did anyone else feel like that second kiss was really awkward <laughs> and i knew immediately without having seen it yet that it was a spoiled tweet about a kiss between mike and 11 they said second kiss. So I was kind of keeping my eye out for that. Like, is it awkward as they said it would be? And I don't think it was awkward, but no, I, don't, I, don't I think, think that so. Steve is correct. That the audience at large that feels that way is misreading what is actually a very tasteful child kiss. Oh, yeah, and there's know? the shy yeah. smiles afterwards. Yeah, I loved how she it. smiled shyly and then touched her forehead to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. And then. Because she kissed to... him instead of him kissing her like in the last season. Yeah. Yes. It was reciprocated. Ooh, nice finally. catch. And then we cut to exterior pulling away flipping upside down and there's the Thessala address looming over the school I mean I get it I don't know I didn't hate it I just I thought it ruined a really good moment I was like is it so wrong to end on a happy note and we all know that the Thessala Hydra is still looming we know that Brenner's out there Kali's lonely and gonna arrive probably not to much fanfare he's gonna be a little angry at first and cause some troubles Mm. You know, can we just have the fucking snowball duffers for one minute? Snowball. <laughs> I don't know. Justice for snowball. I know. I didn't mind it. I, I I thought it was a good way to, you know, pull out and just remind everybody like shit's still here. It's By the way, still there. Don't be having too much fun. <laughs> on the on the pull out. Um, <laughs> on the pull out. No, but it was a, it was a good way out. to like remind audiences that it's still there. It's still going to get it. It's it's still got. Obviously, it's got some machinations that it's going to be putting in place because it's looming over that school like, motherfuckers, you're dancing. Yeah. I can see you in there. <laughs> Don't be kissing. Oh, he's kissing. Oh, gross. That was sick. <laughs> Girls are gross. That's how the Tesla Hydra talks. <laughs> Just an angry, prepubescent yeah. boy. Gross. Oh, sick. You guys took Will from me. We're going to take over the world. Ugh. <laughs> Y'all are bitches anyway. Dustin, Dustin deserves better than you. Don't Dustin, you killed Dart? That's fucked up, bro. I always picture the Tesla Hydra talking like a meta ghetto 
force. <laughs> like he knows he's in a show and he's really hood. He's like, y'all motherfuckers are going to get it in season three. <laughs> so it's Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic yes. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, never go full retard. All right. Moving on. Andy, do we have another segment we can move to? Yeah. Our chocolate pudding is where we go through, pick our favorite moment, scene, segment from the episode, break it down into a top three. I'll start. Uh, mine number three has to be um, the sequence of Eleven closing the gate. I loved it with like hanging down like just everything around them looming. Visually, it was fucking stunning. Mm-hmm. I love that she started flying up. I hated that they cut to Callie, but that was my only gripe with that segment. Um, I, it just was an empowering thing and uh, something out of video game like hop, like shooting with the M16, them running out of ammo and then Busting up with the shotgun at the last second when the one's jumping She's out. She's the one in midair. Yeah, that was great. I actually fucking... exclaimed, I believe. <laughs> but yeah, um, just for pure action, uh, fun to watch. That's my number three. What about you, Steve? My number three is Steve in the car. Uh, <laughs> that scene of him waking up and being in his own personal hell with these uh, little tweeners driving a car. Uh, <laughs> tweeners. It, it was great because, I don't know, like just... The, that actor Steve is so charming, and in that moment, he's he's still charming, even though he's all like fucked up in the face. Like, no, 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 oh, well, please pull over. And <laughs> Lucas is trying to give directions, and even in that moment when uh, she kind of uh, briefly goes off the side of the road and hits a mailbox, everyone starts screaming, and Lucas starts doing that high pitched <laughs> scream that he did in episode two when she first scared him, where he's like, ah! <laughs> uh, it was just a really fun, enjoyable scene. I like that a lot. What about you, Chris? Uh, my number three is Billy and Karen. Uh, yeah. I was just uber pleased at that whole <laughs> sequence. I had no idea it was coming. I, it just blows my mind even in retrospect. I can't believe that actually happened. That <laughs> Karen looks so hot. And then Billy was at the door. Because uh, like, fuck Ted. Am I right? <laughs> and like, so much pleasure from that. And that is my number three. Andy, what is your number two? Uh, my number two would have to be the dance. Just, I was so happy to finally get to see the snowball. Um, I was tearing up watching Dustin fail with girl after girl. That was just like, I felt all of his embarrassment for him. Like, I was just like, oh my God, that's, this is Dustin's worst nightmare. And then Nancy comes and saves the day, which was uh, the best possible thing that could happen. All the other girls are jealous, but fuck them. They don't deserve Dustin. He's better than that. Uh, we get to see Eleven come in, and finally we get like a, re- a real reunion with Mike and Eleven, like more than two seconds, but hey, the world's ending, and so therefore she has to run away again. It's like they actually get to have a moment together. Like you say, the Duffers kind, kind of fuck us, and it's like, oh, no, but there's still a giant thing looming directly over the school. I don't know why that's necessary, but it can't just be looming in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but the dance um, just... I, I was just happy to see... Every, Steve got fucked, but everybody else had a really good time. <laughs> Poor Steve. Steve, Steve. what is your number two? My number two is the uh, brief scene in Hopper's car between he and Eleven, where Mm. he asks her where she's been, um, what happened to her. It's such a tender um, scene for these two characters that really kind of opens up a little bit about the relationship, but also brings it to a close as well. Um, You know, Eleven finds out that Hopper... You know, not only is he this guardian that she's been wanting her entire life, but also that he's had 
a close family member taken away from him as well. And so I think in that moment, she kind of understands him a little bit more because she's kind of holding up this, holding on to this loss of her mother. Uh, and now, and when he, and when she finds out that he lost Sarah, it kind of allows her to understand him a little bit better. And just the, the, the last couple lines where she's like, it's bitching. It's yeah. such a fun, cute, adorable moment between those two. Uh, my number two is the, the fight between Billy and Steve, uh, that whole sequence. Um, again, it took me by surprise and I really loved it. How, how hardcore it was. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that violent. It wasn't like a kid eighties movie fight. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, well shot, well choreographed. And I, I like that. Um, I don't feel strongly enough about it to put it in the ego section, but I got a hint of a Terminator vibe finally from Billy, which I've been waiting on because he was kind of <laughs> unstoppable. You know, he got kicked in the nuts and then he came back, took a couple whops to the face and then just started laughing, coming back. And even after they put the needle in his uh, main vein, you know, and had him fucking wobbling, he was still, they were terrified. Like, is this even going to take him down? You know, <laughs> yeah. what have you done? You little bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, is he going to pull that thing out and slap the hell out of her? You know, like he just seemed kind of inexorable, much like the Terminator to me. I don't feel strongly enough about it to call it an ego, but it, the hint of it was there. His acting in that scene's really good too. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's like um, psychotically charming. I think Bill E <laughs> is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Roblo 2.0. <laughs> Stranger things. Bill E. Like with the three over the... All right. Andy, <laughs> you're number one. The Wally. <laughs> yeah. Billy. Uh, my number one is the scene with uh, Hopper and Eleven driving in the car where mm. Hopper just has like the cat... I, I wrote down Hopper catches up because he's just like, so where the fuck have you been? And like, because it's just like, he, what's what's he first say? He's like, so are we going to talk about this? Yeah. Like you MTV punk thing over here? Like, because <laughs> she's just been all over and like, yeah, um, just he's trying to catch up. That moment we talked about before where uh, she mentions that she saw mama. And so he's like, oh, my God, I lied about that. I told this kid her mom was dead. And like, you know, the visual real quick acting that um, David Harbour does there, just the expressions that he goes through really quickly um, were brilliant. And then the adorable moment where he says like, you know, I, I, do, I don't hate it by the way, you know, the look, like it's, it's pretty cool. And she's like, bitching. He's like, yeah, sure. Bitching. It was just, yeah. It, okay. <laughs> it made me tear up, dude. I loved it. Yeah. Steve, you're number Such one. A dad moment. My number one is the snowball. Oh. It's just I love I love it when uh, TV series like this do it do this where they the climax is like a solid I don't know 15, 20 minutes before mm. the ending and you get to see this like where are they now type the uh, payoff the yeah. payoff where you kind of you just see the characters in happy moments and sure and this was just the happiest of moments they get to go to a, the snowball dance which we were excited to see last season like we want to see Eleven go to the dance and she finally did after a year um, it was good to see Will getting to dance with the lady and just uh, <laughs> his awkward like I don't know how to dance but I'm going to sit here and kind of smile <laughs> so face. those aren't the moves Joyce showed you dude yeah. come on yeah that's not <laughs> what's in right now <laughs> Not happening. Um, it's, not, it's not happening right now. Um, we got some good closure for Lucas and Max, and it was good to see Lucas and Max have a good ending. Um, and obviously, you mentioned Dustin's quest for a dance, uh, and in this moment, you we you like Nancy a lot more. Um, yeah. I think Nancy kind of took a little bit of 
as a character we liked her a little less halfway mm-hmm. through this season but by the end of it i think she's more than made up yeah. and we, nancy's a badass that we love again uh and last but not least uh Eleven finally gets to dance at the snowball. It's just such a good moment that we've been wanting for that character for so long. And to see it finally happen, it's like, yeah, fucking right. Good About time. You. Get that pure fuel while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> get, let's get wasted. <laughs> you earned it, girl. Yeah. This is your one night. He's good. So drop some LSD on an ego and go to town. I have some of that if you would like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, my number one is hop and Eleven in the truck. Um, I adored that moment. And I think the best part of season two is that we have character arcs that track all the way from Stranger Things one through the end of season two. Hopper's arc is a multi-season flow. Um, I would say the same thing about Steve and probably some of some of the other characters as well. And it's it's not easy to do. And it makes it like a, a giant film instead of a, a TV show. And there's plenty of elements of TV show in there, too. I feel like they've you know, tread water to uh, track the the best of both worlds from what they could pull from both film and television. And that culminates in this moment in the truck uh, where everything I wanted from hop, you can, I'm on record, you know, for craving this discussion mm-hmm. uh, for him and 11 and, and a fool for not realizing that it was a finale type moment. Um, and yeah, that I'd like Andy, I teared up, you know, with the bitching thing, uh, just the whole, David Harbour has won me over a thousand times over. There's little tiny things he can do with his face. Uh, that smile that you just can't, you're born with that or you're not. You can't teach that. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody in acting school is like today's lesson, how to smirk in a way that millions will die for you. You know, <laughs> that's just, I that's, wish that was the course. <laughs> I would take it. Uh, no, it's just Hopper was born that way. David Harbour. So any hoozle, it's everybody's two favorite characters for the most part driving mm-hmm. in a truck. So what could go wrong? That about sums it up for our chocolate puddings. Steve, what else we got to talk about? We've got to talk about the Easter eggs that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we look for Easter eggs that pop up at any point in the episode, these could be cultural references that references to movies, films, comic books, what have you. Uh, sometimes we make them up because we're <laughs> desperate to find some. Uh, I have almost none. You have almost none. Almost zero. Um, well, I'll, I'll start start off with the, the songs yeah. that I always do. Um, I, do believe, I do believe that I'm falling in love by Donna Summers. Uh, that was in the beginning with uh, Karen and Billy. Um, we have Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. Actually, the most of the songs are at the very, very end. There was like four songs. Yeah. <laughs> There's Pat Benatar's Twist of Fate by Olivia Newton-John, Time After Time with Cindy Lauper, and then, of course, Every Breath You Take. The police, the police, the policeman. Andy, um, I had a little self-referential uh, Easter egg um, when uh, uh, Steve and Nancy are uh, kneeling over the uh, <laughs> stuff that they had all pulled out of the shed um, when they were trying to uh, sneakily interrogate Will. Um, Steve picks up the ball of lights that uh, Joyce had been using previously to communicate with Will in season one. I thought that was a neat little uh, uh, self-contained meta Easter egg. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I have uh, 80s space heaters. <laughs> uh, MTV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ninth Gate, that Johnny Depp movie, because it's chapter nine, The Gate. Uh, 
That's a good one. Like yeah. Goodwill Hunting uh, with Hot Hopper and Mike. And on the TV at one point, the at the end, it talked about uh, when it was referring to Murray Bauman's story. Uh, we've we've sent a reporter April something, and I was Klein. thinking April O'Neil from the Ninja Turtles, like a reporter named April. That couldn't have been an accident, <laughs> right? Because that was an '80s property. I think that's on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I got one. Did you write that down? I was going to, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. It's beneath Steve. <laughs> well, I was going to. I think it is, but it's lame. Her, her well, like they actually said her full name, and it wasn't April O'Neil. But like, I agree that they, you had to have cho- chosen April. Yeah. Like that is such an iconic. Yeah. Uh, you know, reporter name from the eighties. Boom. Got me one. I also have one. I believe is real. Uh, when Billy pulls up to the buyer's home in that fucking car, whatever it is. And it zooms up Dodge dart on the grill <laughs> as it accelerates and stops. And with the lights shutting off, um, I think that was a Christine reference. The Stephen oh. King film mm. about the deadly car. I mean, the car that killed people. There was a lot of shots on grills and headlights in that movie. And, we dip so much into Stephen King properties with the show that I was like, hey, you know what? I'm writing it down. Had <laughs> to be in there somewhere. Writing it down. I believe that Karen is reading a book called Heart of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Published in the 80s. Um, during the whole exorcist scene, and you can't call it anything other than that, they straight up tie him down to the bed, like straight out of the exorcist. Uh-huh. Um, they also have the... Uh, black bean stuff coming out out of his face. I don't know that they do that in the original Evil Dead. I don't remember, but they absolutely do it in the uh, Evil Dead remake. So I'm going to just go call it an e- Evil Dead Easter egg. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, going back to that scene when Nancy takes the hot poker and stabs Will with the hot <laughs> poker. That's actually a thing they do in the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom when uh, they get under that Kali Ma trance. Yeah. Like Harrison Ford at one point he starts working for the bad guy cuz he's under a trance and the way that you you know knock people out of that is you burn them so they like take like hot branding things and like hit them or like a hot coal and press it against him and that's how he got back to normal and came out of the trance and I thought oh. that was a Temple of Doom callback. Very nice. And Second Temple of Doom reference according to Steve. Yeah. The least favorite Indiana Jones film. Well, other than uh, Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one doesn't even exist, Stephen. Edit point. <laughs> Do we have any more eggos? No, that's all the ones I have. Yeah, I didn't find many more either. I'm Andy. all out. We're all out of egos, And this brings us almost to the close of this season of Streaming Things. We thank you so much for listening. We've got one more episode for sure. We're going to do a season two recap, compare season two to season one, talk about our favorite episodes, our our favorite moments season wide and where we think the show might go from here, Uh, because we know that they are slated right now for four seasons of Stranger Things. So we'll talk a little bit about what we think uh, season three and season four are going to be going. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please tell your friends. And again, don't forget to email streamingthingspod at gmail.com with your suggestions of where the show can go from here. Um, Other streaming shows that we can review, other films. We really need to hear from you for us to continue spending the time doing this. Because if we know that we have some listeners that really care about what we're doing, we would be more than happy to invest a lot more time and money Mm -hmm. and effort into doing this. So We also want to make sure that we're doing something that you guys give a shit about like yes it'd be, yes. It'd be awful if we picked a show to go forth with and everyone's like Ugh, I hate that I don't want to tune out yeah Glee the reunion Ugh. apparently nobody was interested uh, we're thinking Will and Grace um, <laughs> that's that's not true 
But we do have a few properties on our minds, and uh, you know, let us know what's on your mind that you would like to hear us talk. You know what? I'd really love to hear Steve and Chris and Andy talk about blank. I love that character you just made up. Sincerely, Phil from Wisconsin. Oh, I love Phil from Wisconsin. Yeah. Shout out to Phil from Wisconsin. He's my oh, favorite. also on that episode, uh, the the final episode of this season of Streaming Things, we are going to pick our winner of the Amazon gift card uh, and read out some of the reviews and then just buy it and send it their way. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. That's all we have for tonight. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this has been Streaming Things. Streaming Things. Streaming Things.